1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: He gets the job done on the ice every night. Perron, he tucked in like you put the corner of a sheet underneath your mattress in the morning. Blues forward, David Perron, and he joins in and Smallman. Right now, Karate scores on 101 ESPN. Driven by pure performance, the only stop for all your aftermarket vehicle needs.
0: It's Carriker and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. I'm Michelle Smallman. Randy Carriker is off today, but we have the great Dan McLaughlin sitting in for Randy. Let's head to the Brown and Croupin Celebrity Line to talk to David Perron. We tried to connect with David on Wednesday. He was having some phone issues, but being the great guy he is, he tweeted at us. He said, Sorry, guys. We were able to reconnect with him this morning. Hopefully, the service is better. Good morning, David. Are you there with us?
3: <laughs> Good morning. I, I hope so. I went to the Apple Store uh, a <laughs> couple days ago and uh, tried. Everything all those resets to get it fixed. So we'll we'll see but uh, I do appreciate that we're about to connect today
0: uh, Well, you know what you sound crystal clear. So what do you are you out? Excuse me? Whatever you did. It's working Well, David you had a great game last night We saw the physicality out of you your body slamming guys out onto the ice and your team bounced back after that tough loss on Monday With a 5 to 1 victory you have to fe- be feeling pretty good this morning about your performance and the teams
3: Yeah, no, it was a great response for sure. I think uh We definitely weren't happy with the way we played in Calgary. It was a good trip for us. We could have made it a great one, and and then we just kind of came out at no energy, kind of left uh, Binner out to dry uh, there in Calgary. And so obviously we we wanted to bounce back and show that we can play with these guys, and uh, they're a really physical team. And um, so we wanted to respond in that regard as well, and it was a great performance by us.
2: Hey, are you a fan of uh, WWE or uh, (laughs) pro wrestling or anything like that?
3: no i'm a fan of emotions though I, I i just felt like i i wanted to play with more definitely and um i don't know i wasn't pleased with how it, the play happened with with that guy in particular and obviously you don't want to, to hurt anyone out there and i'm glad that turned out to be okay and i, I kind of realized uh afterwards he had no helmet it, it's kind of in the midst of the emotion all that stuff but uh yeah, I wanted personally to, to kind of up, up my game, up my physicality, and um, I, I haven't scored as many goals as I'd like uh, for our team recently, but you got to bring other things, and, and then uh, once you go through that, I feel like uh, the rest will come, and uh, we, I thought our line was, was pretty solid last night, and we, we want to keep it going.
0: When you want to bring more physicality like that to your game, David, is there something that you do differently in your pregame preparations, maybe from a mental standpoint, to get you there?
3: uh no not really no I, I i go through my routine uh pretty uh, similarly um every single day basically from the morning to, to the night I, I just feel like it, it gets me into that that zone that i want to be in uh to be uh, mentally uh, ready and prepared to to play whatever game um we need to play and i i think that's what's great about hockey like it's not a sport that uh you necessarily need to, to to be at your best every single night you can find a way to um be a positive for your team uh depending on how you need to play that night and uh, I definitely I felt like I did that uh, and, I, and I felt like uh, as a group we responded really well so um it's good to see.
2: I, I've seen you in your career. You've been on a top line, second line, third line, fourth line, and you do it with a smile on your face, uh, no complaints. You do whatever the, the team needs. Shen is doing that as well. I would assume that's got to be the sign of a good team when you have good players that are considered, you know what, Hey, you guys could be stars or you could be role players. And, um, and sometimes you're the stars, sometimes you're not, but you guys all mesh. And that to me, from the outside looking in, is what you guys have going on with the blues this year.
3: Yeah, well, definitely. It's, it's what, uh, one of the biggest reasons why we won in, in 2019 when, went down on the so to speak fourth line and, and kind of adjusted to that role and it's not always easy i'm not saying it's always pleasant to to have less ice time it was definitely a little bit of an adjustment for me uh and and that definitely affects your your scoring and some of that stuff um but yeah like i i definitely think that uh, we can be a positive we can be a line that that can score and if we we show that we can play like that we're going to earn more minutes as well, and uh, I think it's going to force uh, Chiefs hand a little bit to to play us more, and we, we definitely uh, are going to be looking to do that next game as well. Uh, we are a different team this year than other years. We, we have a, a deeper lineup up front than, than probably most of the years, if not any years I've ever played uh, for the Blues with uh, Busnevis coming in, Tomer and Cairo taking a big step forward. Uh, signing Brandon Saad um, and then Barbie as well uh, offensively really taking a huge step and um, you're happy to see those guys like I, I think for us a guy like Barbie you've seen his skill in practice for several several years now basically and uh, to see him score the we he has uh, so far this year it's, it's great we hope he keeps going and at the same time uh, you hope that uh, everyone sees like you said the uh, uh, I come to rank every single day, prepared to to do whatever is required of me, and and you hope to see the kind loyalty uh, back to you. And and it's uh, it's been a fun ride so far.
0: Well, that line you're on last night, David, with Brandon Saad and Braden Shen, obviously very productive. What is it about you three that was allowed to click and have that chemistry last night?
3: Um, well, I think Shenner was excited to play down the middle uh, as a centerman <laughs> for first game for 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 a while. For him, I think that he he's been on the wing. He's been kind of bouncing around uh, like uh, dan said basically using any role that that he's been required to i think sod uh, is a good element for, for for myself personally when i play with a guy like that that's got the speed it, it helps push my legs wanting to get on the forecheck even more and then i think for myself i i do have to get in there and hang on to the pucks more than i have done uh, maybe two two weeks ago or so and it, it kind of matches with the same thing that I had COVID. I wasn't feeling uh, um, 100% as far as energy. I, I, was, I didn't have, like, many symptoms, if, if not at all. But definitely my energy was affected, and maybe it's part of it. But anyway, I got to hang out to the puck. I got to compete on every puck. Uh, like, I don't want to lose it at all. And uh, I think that's why we can be a good line.
2: I got to tell you, um, are you ready for kind of a, a weird question here? Are you ready? <laughs> Sure. Okay. Go ahead. So, first of
3: all, I think it's actually my phone might cut off here. Yeah. No, no, no. This
2: is, but it's an easy one, I think. So, it's awesome that you come on every week and you open yourself up to the fans. And I love your responses that you have talked about how it was so important to get back and play hockey and. You know, the fans needed a diversion and and you talk about, hey, we make a lot of money and it's a privilege to play this sport. I I get goosebumps saying that because I I believe that and I think it's awesome that you do that. So now having said that, I listen to you speak, by the way, you are so well spoken and hockey players have to leave their families at such a young age to go play. And when you play at a level that you play at, um, you're leaving at probably 13, 14, 15 years old. So how did you learn to speak English? I'm curious, like, when did you yeah. learn to speak English and was it hard for um, you? Did, were you like watching, you know, Oprah or what, what's going on here?
3: Yeah, it, yeah, well, it was, certainly it was hard at the start and it's still, guys, don't worry, guys are still giving me a hard time every single day if, <laughs> if I say a word uh, in a different way. And and you know what, the words that are the hardest for me are the basically the French words that are essentially the exact same way you say it and uh, written the same way and I kind of, I, I can't make it up in my head sometimes, uh, to, to say it in the English way, but, uh, I learned English, uh, basically I, I moved to, uh, Maine, uh, Lewiston, Maine to play junior when I was 18 years old. And that's really when I was for the first time in my life immersed into, um, uh, full-time English and, uh, I, I kind of had to learn on the go. And then the next year, obviously, uh, fans saw me come to St. Louis, uh, and that that was it really i i uh, growing up in quebec from the city that i'm from even though it's close to the united states we never had to speak english we we never had uh, to watch tv in english like at all i i never did like you you hear, you hear about these swedish guys they come in and they speak english pretty good and they grew up watching like english movies and that type of stuff but we we never did that we we watched movies that were translated in french and in my head it was the way the movie was made uh until now the way i speak english I, I would never want to watch a french movie ever again because it's not the same thing at all and uh and the jokes and everything are a lot better in english uh but when you grew up that way you, that's the all you know so really that's that's how i learn english
2: yeah i don't think people understand how hard that is because you're away from your family so now that's yeah. tough, you know, and you're 18 years old, so mom and dad aren't taking care of you. You're trying to figure out, okay, how do I do my laundry? How do I balance a checkbook? How do I use a credit card? How do I get around? And oh, by the way, yeah. I can't speak the language. <laughs> so it's really tough. And um, and again, it, you know, you're a pro player and and things are are very nice for you now, but it, it's a very tough transition. So at home, like, what do you do with your kids? Are your kids, do you speak French and English to them or, or, or how, do you, how do you teach? Your kids? No,
3: those two little ones are taking over right now. I, we're, we're basically going uh, full full English uh, more and more as as we go here because they, they play together. Let's say in the basement with their toys, all that stuff, and we hear them speaking English because at school, our, my daughter is uh, four; she's in uh J.K., and then uh, our son is in first grade. Um, and, and they're English at, at school, obviously. So we, we try as much as possible to speak French all the time here because we know that if, the longer we spend time, the more time we spend here, they're going to want to speak English. They won't care as much for French. So definitely we like going back also uh, in Quebec in, in the summer for them uh, to speak with, with their, their grandparents and, and all that stuff, their friends that they have back home uh but yeah like they're they're taking over right now a little bit their their english is it's flawless it's it's awesome to see we're we're happy for them it gives them uh in in our opinion a huge opportunity in life uh moving forward in the future so we're happy for them um and uh it's it's a lot different than for us the way we we learned english
0: well they'll appreciate as they get older though no that, you, that you taught them french at a young age trust me about that
2: no question yeah
0: well, David, I want to for
2: sure,
0: for sure. circle back to what we talked about with the physicality that we saw from you last night. We know that you have that in you. Braden Shen, never afraid to drop the gloves when it's called upon him. But I was thinking about Pat Maroon. And when you guys won the Stanley Cup in 2019, he famously went over to the Bruins bench and said, you guys are bleeped. He was the first one to kind of step up and talk trash if need be. Do you guys have someone on your team like that now that kind of does the Pat Maroon and will will chirp at the opponent when need be?
3: Uh, good question. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know that we have a Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon's a unique character and (laughs) there's not many guys like him. He's the best. We, we love him in in the room. We, we certainly miss him, uh, obviously as a guy and as a teammate and we're happy for success that he had in Tampa. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that we have a guy exactly like that. I I think it needs to be, uh, something as we go that will, will be found and, and maybe, deeper as we go in the season and into the playoffs definitely i think every single guy could up that because we're going to need to bring that emotion that physicality more and more as we go it, it needs to be a team thing really and when you lose a guy like that a couple of years ago that you can't really replace um it, it needs to be everyone kind of doing it i think uh a guy that i battle a lot against tory krug um even though he's not the biggest guy, but he does bring that emotion as well in the corners. I, I, I think he's absolutely unbelievable. I, I, I look at a guy like Bortuzzo, I, I mean, I'm amazed by this guy. Just um, I played with him in Pittsburgh. He, he was a guy, obviously, he's always been a really good hockey player if he plays in the NHL, but I really think for for a bottom pair defenseman is, is smart the way you make little plays on the ice that uh, at times you don't expect for, for, for guys that play in that role and he's definitely a guy that will bring that physicality, that will fight at times, that will uh, defend a teammate, and chirp at, at them. So I could see a guy like him t- taking that role a little bit, definitely. Um, but I, I also think he's, he's playing some really good hockey for us on the PK blocking shot. So, um, yeah, it needs to be a team thing otherwise.
2: Okay, David, I get to ask another weird question. You ready? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I like this. This is fun. Um, I think if I walked into David Perron's condo house 10 years ago, and it's like an off night. Matter of fact, I know this. Uh, David Perron is watching a hockey game. I know that. And he's probably staying up until like midnight, two o'clock in the morning watching hockey because you love hockey. And that still might be the case. But do you watch football? I know I see you at the baseball game, so I know you're following baseball a little bit. I know you play a lot of golf. So is there an athlete out there that like you follow and you go, oh, man, I'm going to check on my phone. Like, What's that guy shooting this weekend at this particular event? Or NFC, AFC championships going on. Yeah, I'm going to follow that. I, I like that. Is there an athlete out there that you kind of follow that you like?
3: um it's a good question uh tyler bolzak turned me into uh, a multi-sport guy a little bit more as we go here and uh more uh golf than anything else because we have this um every every basically every week uh, we do a draft king just within the guys and we'll just kind of pay the winner or whatever and that really is something that uh, that i enjoy It's, it's basically four days a week too it's this week it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but it's usually obviously Thursday to Sunday, so it, it gives you basically four days that you can follow the tournament, follow the guys that you have on your team, hope to beat your your own teammates, and we do that with football as well. At times we we've, we've done it, and uh, this year I know it's not going to be popular in dumb, but Pareko and I ended up with the Rams. Oh no, win. David! Um, is is yeah, your well, is your phone losing not that juice we like right to now? Be it's not that we like that they left and anything uh they do have a chance we we got them sort of uh uh in the back door a little bit and uh it just happened to be that way so i i am following uh i do love the chiefs as well I, i i like patrick mahomes like everyone else um and and i hope that they have success and they're close to us so uh definitely that's that's how I see it yeah
2: You know what uh go ahead and pull for the Rams to lose and I'll pay for whatever you lose okay <laughs> it's all good
3: <laughs> I don't know if you want that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold him to that one, David. We'll give you his number after the yeah. interview. <laughs> and uh, uh, final question, David. I wanted to ask you this earlier in the week, but obviously we had we had phone issues. But on the broadcast Monday, Jordan Kyrie was talking about how Sidney Crosby actually asked him for a stick. And he was so shocked by that and thought it was so cool. And it made me think of you. And I wanted to know if there was ever someone that asked for a stick of yours or someone that you really were a fan of and you asked for their stick. If you had a story there?
3: Uh, yeah, well... That's a cool story. I remember it, it happened in the morning in Pittsburgh for Jordan. So that was cool for him. And he's obviously a guy I'm a huge fan of his as well. And uh, I'm happy for him, the the success he's had this year. And he's going to keep getting better. Um, for me personally, there, there have been guys that asked like throughout the year, like many, many times. I honestly don't really remember like a superstar like that asking me for a stick uh, or a guy. The guy that I asked the stick that I was the most nervous about was, uh, Alex Kovalev that used to play for Montreal Pittsburgh New York Rangers and he was one of my favorite players growing up and uh, just kind of playing against him and uh, asking for a stick was kind of like I was so nervous when I was young I, when, and when we would play against him I'd basically be ISO camming him the whole the whole time he was on the ice uh, just because it was cool and uh, yeah but it's it's not really something that I do anymore. I, I, I think a guy like Connor McDavid, there's not many guys like him out there. Uh, so it is special to play against him, but it's just not the same anymore. As you get older, you, you, you just go out there, you compete against those guys. You you feel like you belong and uh, you want to keep getting better as a player. So uh, I, I do like playing against the top players. Uh, when I play with O'Reilly and we end up playing, let's say, against a guy like McDavid, I do take a lot of pride um, in, in having a really good night shutting, trying to shut those guys down. Um, so, yeah, it's good.
0: Well, David, thanks so much for the time. As always, great stuff. We really appreciate you jumping on later in the week since we weren't able to make it happen on Wednesday and go get them on Saturday versus the Jets.
3: Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you very much. You're supposed
2: to say merci. <laughs> merci beaucoup. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Au revoir, David. We'll talk to you later.
2: Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In With Chris Howard. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Grifols Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifolsplasma.com.